Welcome to Hills I Die On, a podcast where I, Taylor Cox, invite guests to discuss and debate unpopular opinions they're so deeply passionate about, they'd be willing to die on a hill over it. Each episode will consist of joyfully heated debate where I will argue against whatever said unpopular opinion might be and do my best to make sure all involved successfully die on their hill. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome back to Hills I Die On. Today I am joined by one of the greats across the board, really. She is a writer, most recently for Bless This Mess on ABC. She is an actor, also most recently for Bless This Mess on ABC. She is also a stand-up and a podcast host and an all-around wonderful human. And she's here to die on a hill with us today. Please welcome to the podcast, Chelsea Devantes. Hello, thank you for listing my acting credit on Bless This Mess, even though I voiced a chicken. (laughs) I really appreciate that. I mean, I was incredibly impressed. It was better chicken acting than I've seen in ages. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's like we need like a Homeward Bound reboot where you can like have that chicken really live in its truth. I would love to. If you haven't seen the episode yet, great episode of Bless This Mess. Great episode of Super worth it. (laughs) Just for Chelsea alone. Yes, please, please. Go hear me sound like a chicken for literally one cluck. I would really appreciate it. One cluck. Do you want to just do this whole pod this morning? One cluck Amazing. So I'm really excited to have you here today, especially because I love your hill because I've had the pleasure of seeing you die on this hill in the wild. Yes. I brought this up before and you watched it really get heated for me. Yes. Did good to see firsthand some of that passion. I really offended some people. As with the consequence was there. We saw the consequence of dying on certain hills. And I really think that's the beauty of dying on hills is that there's always going to be haters. No yeah, matter that's why what. you die. They're that's, stabbing you. You got to die. Death. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You can't die on the hill unless there's people challenging you to the duel. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I mean, that made it a very easy one to do for the, you're like, what do you want to do on this podcast? And it's like, it seems what? like it should be the one you already saw yeah. me get murdered on. <laughs> I was probably not a helpful advocate in that experience. So today I'm going to make it extra easy for you to die on that hill. Great. Would you like to share with us what that hill is? Okay. My hill is that no man should be a gynecologist. (laughs) And I'm not saying it should be illegal or there should be a law or they shouldn't be allowed. I'm just saying they shouldn't be. (laughs) Like like on their own, they should have weeded themselves out. And I can't believe there are so many. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love that. Well, also, that's funny that you say that there are so many because you may not actually need to die on this hill. When I was looking this up so I could be extra helpful in helping you die on this, I realized that even though gynecology was started by men, recently, the number of male gynecologists, according to the LA Times, is disappearing. (gasps) I love it. Yes. (laughs) They've heard my call. Today, apparently, 41% of OB-GYNs are male, which is down from 93% in 1970. Oh, my God. Like, And I get why it was 93% in 1970 because sure. we're like only men go to college only men become doctors exactly. like you need to have babies like of course that's why they were our gynos and look to the men back then thank you so much for your service like I appreciate <laughs> it like it's better some care than no care sure. but I'm like really glad that as we've allowed women into the medical field they have been like we'll see ourselves
themselves out. Sure, sure. And let's be clear, we don't necessarily need to thank them too much. A lot no. of it has been horrible. horrible. And there's no real studies <laughs> or help for us and all of our sure, diseases. Sure. Because, you know, we're not worth it. But <laughs> Yeah, I recently learned through a friend that, like, the first clitoris was not shown in a textbook until after we landed on the moon. So, you know, female wow. studies of the vagina haven't always been yeah, as The clit being par. harder to find than the moon does make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. man made it to a moon before he made it to a clit. Yeah, like, exactly. that tracks. Yeah, 100%. Could be reason number one for this yeah. hill. So that being said, I think it's a wonderful hill. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are with me on this. There's a lot of women who are Lots of women with you. Another fun Google search. You should see my Google history right now. It's literally like, are men being gynos, bad or good? (laughs) Do women (laughs) want male gynos? That's a trap. (laughs) So such a trap. But apparently, according to a study from Stanford, 50.2% of women said they prefer to see a female gyno if given a choice. 41% have no preference as long as they're getting the best care. And then a staggering 8.3% said that they preferred a man. Okay, those numbers are, first off, only 50% (laughs) prefer a woman. Yeah. Internalized sexism is real. (laughs) Yeah, true. Technically, 8% prefer a man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that part was fascinating to me. I don't really mind the 50% of the women who don't care because I actually feel like... That's actually probably more normal. For me personally, gender of my OBGYN is kind of irrelevant. I just care if they're close. So, to your house, yes. Yes, to my Well, house. I think, you know what I think the 8% is? I think it's women who have that internalized sexism of like, women can't be doctors, women can't be leaders, sure. women can't be president. That whole, oh, I can't go to them because they're going to be bad at their job. Like, sure. that's those women. And honestly, I, those numbers in the election were like 51% of white women. So I'm surprised maybe that right. 8% is not higher. Oh, man. <laughs> Dark. They want... <laughs> Well, that's that. We've solved it for today. Well, you know, and here's the thing. When I said it originally, the big pushback was kind of this idea that I could be reverse sexist, which obviously I couldn't be because reverse sexism is is not real, (laughs) you know, because it's not a systemic thing. Like me judging men doesn't ruin their whole lives. It's not a systemic issue. So that's why that one, I was like, that's not true. But they believed I was being like very offensive to men of like, how dare I say like men can't do that job or men couldn't be good at that. Or like, how do we tell our sons like you can't be a good guy? No, whatever. <laughs> I mean, why are you telling your son that? But if you had a son that wanted to be a guy, no, yeah. what would you say? I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the thing is, is like, I'm not saying they can't be good at their jobs. Sure. Honestly, they might be phenomenal at their jobs. What I'm saying is that when a man is 20 years old and he is at the beginning of medical school and and he's done all these studies, put all this money in, and someone comes to him and says, what field you, 20-year-old man, what field are you most interested in? And he's like, make me a vagina doctor. I'm saying, that's a fucked up boy. That's a <laughs> fucked up boy. What led him to that choice? Like, that's fucking crazy. Right. Well, because in your head, what is that reason? They can't possibly think it's hot. Right. But like... Do they? What's going on? Sure, sure. What, like, and like, why was that most interesting? And here's the other thing, too. Unless there was some sort of like deficit, we need you to become gynecologist, you make tons of money. You know, maybe it's like a money thing. I want women to get care. So like, look, if you are providing care to women who can't get it otherwise, sir, you stay a gyno. Like, good for you. You're doing a service. (laughs) So anyone who was like, it's out of service. I just really want to help women. There's not a lot of people in this field, something like that. I'd be like, okay. Great. But I know there's a ton of them who were just like, I'm going to be a gyno. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So that's actually seems to be the most common fear that the men who go into this 
field are just creepy, right? They're just yeah. creepy. They're into it because it's th- somehow sexualized and like whatever it is gives women the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, and I will say at worst, it's creepy. And at best, you will never ever ever be able to fully relate to the issue you're talking about sure unless you're a man with a uterus but you know what I mean it's like our uterus our ovaries they aren't studied it's not a hugely studied field like pregnancy diseases like it's not studied we don't have the science behind it look it up it's crazy yes so it's like we already don't have all of this and then to have a man come in and it's like he can't possibly know what I'm talking about when I explain the feeling of your ovaries (laughs) you know what I mean like so that's actually fascinating. When I was trying to figure out why this 8% of women actually preferred men, yeah. a lot of it was because they were saying that the fact that the men couldn't relate made them more gentle doctors. So like when they were saying things like, I have terrible cramps or like, it really hurts when this happens, since they couldn't relate, the default was to be like extra careful. Whereas these women's experience with female doctors was like, yeah, it's fucking cramps. We all have them. Take an <laughs> Advil suck it up so they actually preferred having a doctor that because they couldn't relate and I was fascinated by that the default was then to be like okay well it must be terrible and I will help you accordingly I hope that's true but I don't know I've just read all these other studies where a woman comes in with pain and men like can't read the visual signals on a woman's face or like on a woman of color's face and so they give them less attention and care in my head when you said that I was like I'm sure it was like a very femme presenting dainty lady that fit whatever sure. his stereotype was and he's like let me help the dainty lady like, like, what about all us other bitches yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? well that goes back to the sexualization of it right yeah because if a man's gonna go into it because they think it's sexy they're assuming that they're gonna get exclusively like porn vaginas right yeah you're right so you're it right. feels like to that the second you see like one crazy std or like the first time you see like one vagina like ripped to the asshole during childbirth yeah. like you're out right right i just can't fathom it I can't can't fathom. I right. can't fathom why you would dedicate your entire medical career to this if not for something psychotic that you're hiding from me. <laughs> and you're hiding it. You know what I mean? Even if it was down to like, my mom always needed help around the house and now I'm going to help other ladies. <laughs> Which is, is also a perfect interpretation of what all male gynecologists sounds like. She can do chickens. She can do male gynos. Hire her for your next voiceover work, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I got to tell you, that one, you know, was a reach because I've never had a male gyno. So I wouldn't know what they sounded like. Get away from oh, me. That's right. So I've actually had a male gyno. Okay. Who I thought was fine. The creepy part about him was that when I came in, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm the gyno for Ben Stiller's wife. And cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Name drop. He's totally Ben Stiller's wife. But then there were pictures of Ben Stiller everywhere and not the wife no just ben stiller it was like it felt like yes it felt like that friends episode where like the doctor who's delivering rachel is like obsessed with the fonts and she's like i can't have this but it was the closest one to me at work at the time and i was like i have to go to the guy now like i hadn't been in a while and was like all right let's do this and so that was the first doctor available and i went and i was like okay maybe convenience over care is not necessarily the best choice again like this proves my point like he became a guy now so that he could go through a vagina and shake Ben Stiller's hand out the other side. (laughs) 
<laughs> but couldn't he have done that with any other profession? He could have also become like a hairstylist. Like there's so many other uh, non-doctor well, or a podiatrist yeah. or like if you yeah. know there's like a million other specialties. Yeah, but if you're looking but to get gyno close to is people. like a gyno is gonna like maybe deliver your baby. It's a very specific personalized sure. type of care. It's sure. much more and also every woman needs it. Get yourself an office in Beverly Hills. You know Ben Stiller's coming through. Sure. <laughs> it was that was the time. I love that. That's the long game. It had nothing to do with the vagina or the woman, but it was the man attached to the woman on the other of course, side. Of course, and this is what I'm thinking every time. I will say I've never been to a male gyno, but I have had. This is a crazy story. I had an ovarian tumor at one point in my life. Have I told you this? No. Oh yeah. Okay. So I I had an ovarian tumor and I didn't know obviously that I had it at the time and I was just like a very young improviser in Chicago and I like walked into a clinic because I knew something was wrong with me but like I really didn't know what was going on and I walked into this just like a health clinic you know Mm -hmm. this male doctor saw me and he was like looked at me because I it was a pretty big tumor it was on my right ovary um which is where you you know near where you would carry a, a baby so it like looks similar to him saying to me whoa you're pregnant Right. And I hadn't had sex in a very long time. Not to brag. Um, but I was like, oh, n- no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> you know, like, I'm definitely right. not. And he was like, no, no, you're pregnant. And I'm, like, starting to flip out because I'm looking at a doctor. He's saying I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Right. Uh, what? And he looks at me and he's like, all right, let's be honest. Have you ever had sex? And I was like, um, yeah. And he was like, okay we're going to get you that pregnancy test. Cause he just assumed I was lying to him Jesus. and like really like kind of patronizing down. That's so he goes and does the pregnancy test and he comes back in the room and he's like, I can't believe it. He says, you're not pregnant. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Can't believe thank it. Looking Christ. at you. My, my life isn't over. You know, I'm like 21 years old. Jesus. I'm just like, Oh, thank God. And then he looks at my stomach, does some other things. And he's like, mm, I'm pretty sure you're pregnant. We're going to do a blood test. Again. Then. Yes. Again. So after the initial test was just like, no. And then was like, but maybe. But yeah, maybe. So then I'm like sobbing again. That's bananas. He goes, he like goes to the room and comes back in. He's like, I can't believe it. You're not pregnant. And so then he's like, hold on. Just stay here. Like for one second, I'll be right back. And he walks out the door and I can hear him from down the hall, get on the phone with the hospital and be like, you have to see her now, like get her a CT scan, get her an x-ray, get her an ultrasound, get her everything. I don't care. Like get her in today. Like someone has like something's wrong with her. Like you have to like see her or whatever. Holy then he shit. comes back in the room and I'm like losing my mind. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's wrong? Is everything okay? You're just going to go to the hospital. Like not a big deal. And I was like, I can't hear you. <laughs> that is. Yes. So anyways, long story. I like go to the hospital and I find out anyways that I have a tumor. And then I switched to a female physician. And oh my God, this is so crazy, Taylor. I just remember this. I had a female gyno and they were like, you have to get immediate surgery to have it removed because the tumor was seven and a half pounds. No way. Yeah, it was the size of like a Nerf football. Holy shit. So they're like, you have to get the surgery right away. Which I guess explains why he was like, it's it baby. Yeah, it, like, it, it's mm, a baby. I see big, <laughs> yeah, it baby. It's a baby. <laughs> they were like, you need to get surgery right away. And my mom was getting married on Friday. Jesus. Yeah. And so I literally like got on the plane, went to my mom's wedding and was drinking that like Pedialyte stuff at the wedding to like go and have surgery oh the next day. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyways, all And that now said, you're fine and you got the surgery. Now I'm fine. And yes. And here's what I just remembered, Taylor. <laughs> oh man. Maybe I don't know if I can die on this hill. <laughs> A man did my surgery. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
Oh, no. And to him, oh, sir, thank you so much. But to and, everyone else, you and it went great. Well, so you found so you found the one diamond in the rough, doctor. <laughs> there's, there's no way there's any more of them. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, great. I mean, I'm glad that it got taken care of. That's yeah. bananas. But anyways, that anyways, when I think of like male guider, so I haven't had a you male think gyno, of the but like condescending, doctors, yeah, like condescending, yeah. just kind of assuming there's only one reason why sure. you know you'd look like you had a baby, which I get it. Sure. I mean, that being said, I had to break up with a girl gyno because she was the most condescending person that I'd ever met. I will also say it was also the first time in my life I felt like I was going to a doctor who was younger than me and I swear to God she was like Benjamin Button every time I went in there. She she was like younger and younger. (laughs) I'm not on birth control and I don't like being on birth control. I was when I was like 18. Wasn't for me. Every time I go in I'm like explaining like no thank you. You know they're trying to get you on it and every time I was like nope nope just you know condoms we're all good everything's fine and she'd be like oh so you're just fucking trying to get pregnant and I was like you just swore at me and also that was so condescending and I was like so livid because I was like I shouldn't be explaining to my guy now that there's other options besides birth control for other forms of birth control like uh, besides medicinal birth control (laughs) and I was so mad when I left and I was just like I am never going back to you she sent me something about a follow-up and I was like no thank you I am not coming back And then the worst part of this is, is that a year later, I got a letter in the mail from her offices being like, we are moving. I'm so sorry. I can no longer be your primary care gynecologist. And I was like, bitch, I broke up with you. I was livid. That is it was yeah I think condescension can come in in both of these forms I can see why if you had a bad experience with a guy well also I went to a urologist oh yeah okay do you remember this story yeah oh I was like flipping out oh right 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 okay vaguely vaguely a vague flip out (laughs) one of those flip outs it was about this so I had to go see a urologist and I like couldn't get in with women so I like went to this guy and he could not even say the word sex to me. No. He was like, so, it's a you tricky know. Word. We, yeah. And I was like, but you're a, you know, you're, the urinary tract is right there, dude. Right. Like we can't. And also like when, with women, ours is right there. So like right. if you're having like urinary tract issues, like it's about sex. Like, well, I don't know. I'm sure, not a doctor. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm a woman. So listen to me. <laughs> Everything here is definitely accurate. Basically, I'll I'll put it on this podcast. I don't give a fuck. I had a UTI. (laughs) We've all had them. We've all done the cranberry juice. And I had this UTI, and he was like, couldn't even be like, do you think? He was like, do you think it might be from you know? And I was like, sex? Yeah, (laughs) yes, I do, sir. That's why I'm here. And he was like. You're going to have to take an antibiotic every time you ever have sex ever again. And I was like, are you serious? It's not like I've had a UTI my whole life. Right. It's one UTI. (laughs) And he was like, you need to take this antibiotic. And then he was also like, you have some inflammation. And just to make sure that that's not cancer, you need to come back in. I'm going to like stick a microscope or something up your urinary tract to like make sure. And I was like... Okay, okay. And it like really flipped me out. And then you and our friend Bridget, you guys were like, try seeing, I don't know if you said this, but I remember Bridget was like, go to a lady. It might be different. (laughs) So I go to a female urologist and she was like, that inflammation comes right there after you have a UTI. Did you just have a UTI? And I was like, yes, I did just have a UTI. And she's like, yeah, we don't like need to check for cancer. That's just like, what's up? And then I was like, do I have to take an antibiotic? And she's like, not forever. No. And also like, here's this like cool supplement for women. And it's like, like, it's like this cranberry supplement. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course. And then I just took that and like never got another one again. And I was like, damn you, sir. <laughs> another one. We're two for two. Another one. <laughs> That's amazing. And also, when you were 20 years old, why did yeah, you tell choose? us 
Also, real quick, a friend of mine, one of her acting jobs that she gets is through UCLA, where she has to pretend to be a patient for med school students. Oh, so they can practice yes. their Yes, and side. she was like, oh my God, you don't realize how hard it is to be both a good doctor and like a person until you've been this patient. So she has to go in. It'll be like, okay, today, you know, you're an underage pregnant person. So when they deliver the news, you're pregnant, you flip the fuck out. And so they'll be like, and now you're pregnant. And she'll be like, what? And these kids will be like, stop, stop. And like leave the room and like cannot handle it. So like, I also think it's like, we expect you're a doctor. You better also be able to handle patients. That's another half the battle. Right. And then realizing how hard it is to both be good at math and med school, but then also be a good people person and like intuitive and understand all your patients. Like man, being a doctor is hard. (laughs) It's so hard. Not as hard as being a comedian. But I know. Well, and here's what I'll say is like for all the wonderful male gynecologists out there, like blessings, blessings, blessings on to you. What if (laughs) what if all the men stopped being gynos and then hospitals and women were like, oh, shit, we need more gynos. And so then the government and hospitals were forced to implement programs that give women scholarships and pay for people in rural areas and like really try and like pull more women into this field right it would also be great if we did that with all fields perhaps all fields all fields but we're on my hill right now (laughs) yeah sure sure, sure. so now they're like oh no there's no more gynos because all the men left and then we have to bring all these women in and now we're like funding people who never would have gotten education otherwise but really wanted one and now they become doctors and we just like and all these like women (laughs) solved it (laughs) chelsea cluck devon test 2020 I'm just I saying maybe that's why they shouldn't be kind of you know what I mean let's create a need and let's like bring in the women like solved <laughs> I'm all for it okay real quick to get back to your hill I made a list of other excuses that men might have for why <laughs> excuses slash reasons excuses. we and should call them reasons these? so I got most of them from a website called the cut and then some of them I just made up so oh, I think okay. you're going to really enjoy okay. those ones but here are some reasons that I think slash research for why men might be gynecologists okay. and you can tell me if you think that's valid or if they're still great sound good okay sounds okay first one i want to contribute to childbirth and the creation of life fucking disgusting that's a dude who's like (laughs) that's a dude who like wants to put his sperm in his patients and like grow life with like his great sperm (laughs) amazing so gross (laughs) so gross okay so one check for gross number two in the field of gynecology versus other doctor specialties i choose gynecology because patients don't die as often But wow, this is an amazing surgery. Reason. But what about just like a general practitioner? <laughs> sure. I think this one's sneaky. I think it's a phenomenal reason because behind it, he's like, I love vaginas. <laughs> and then he but knows, he knows there are four other specific types of doctors where no one dies sure. and he didn't become one of those. <laughs> amazing. All right. That's two for creepy. Another excuse. Give me those hot, hot vajayjay. I want to see them all. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who made this. How do we up. feel about that one? Um, good, how, how good reason. Did, Jay, Honesty. Okay, how about this? If he's really like all vaginas are beautiful and yeah. I want to see them, then I'm like, I'm back in. I'm like, good for you. They all of them are beautiful. Great, but JJ's are hot. Okay, so if you're honest about it, your intentions. If you're honest and non- and non-judgmental, if you're just truly celebrating the beauty of women, then I'm here. Okay. I'm not in your office, but you know. <laughs> You can exist. Sure. Okay, here's another. Female patients are better to deal with. 
oh wow I'm really on this guy's side yes I like him what's his name Let's get <laughs> he can stay <laughs> <laughs> he can stay another one I am fascinated by the female anatomy disgusting disgusting <laughs> okay why man why are you fascinated by the female anatomy like why sure here's the one okay. I found the most fascinating as an excuse I grew up with six sisters yeah, I mean, he's just, like, such a perv. Like, he watched them all in the shower, and he's like, one day I'm going to be your gyno. <laughs> I mean, that's so creepy. <laughs> that one really threw me for a loop because I was like, what? Yeah, like, why? I understand so you being have... surrounded by – oh, right, maybe that's it. Are you your sister's it. care? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have care, and he, like, developed empathy for Yeah, but them. that should definitely be the first sentence. I grew up with six sisters. And... They could not get good care. I wanted to provide sure, good sure, care. Sure. It should not just say I grew up with six si- sisters, period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot open for the imagination yeah, yeah, yeah. that, okay, you cannot be our doctor. Oh, the hours slash lifestyle are better than things like being a surgeon. That's not true because you're on call to deliver babies, unless you're a gynecologist that doesn't deliver babies. But they sure. I think there's. I think there's. I think you're right. I think there might be like a spectrum of care because what is an obstetrician that also delivers babies? Oh yeah. But so there might be OBGYN. So I guess you could just be Mm -hmm. the OBGYN. Like what the fuck do (laughs) I know? Um, are the hours better? I guess that that's kind of like if you're a doctor with your own practice, don't you? Set your own hours. Sure. I also like need to know that my doctors, no matter who they are, like want to be on call for me twenty four seven. This goes for my therapist. This goes for my yeah, manager. Everyone. Everyone. For anyone I employ. Exactly. Anyone I employ or don't employ. Yeah. I need to know if there was an issue. So if you're getting into it because you think the hours are slack, you're not the guy know for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm there for Same that. My page. vagina needs someone at all times. Same page. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. This is what is a big bummer about this podcast is that (laughs) (laughs) is that I came in being like, absolutely no man should be a gynecologist. And now I'm like, I guess I guess like a couple of those answers were good. I honestly remembered my own surgeon. And now I'm like, well, I know that was a big moment. God damn it. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. We don't have to like fully die on this hill. We can just like gently, gently. We'll just live on the hill. Exactly. We can all live on the hill together. Male and female gynos together. United. All right. A couple other questions for you okay do you think there's a similar field that a woman shouldn't go into for example do you think women who do testicular exams on men creepy not creepy oh fuck I can't believe I'm about to say this you know how dudes like the wind could blow their penis in the right way and they would get hard and they would be like no the wind blew it and now it's hard like there's no wind that would ever like wet our clit (laughs) you know what I mean I couldn't be like my clit brushed up against my arm now I'm fucking turned on sure (laughs) it doesn't work like that isn't it like scientifically like men are much more like visually and physically stimulated on a it takes much less whereas like women are like I've built an elaborate story in my mind you don't fit the story therefore I can't fuck you tonight (laughs) yes yes slightly more willpower yes more goes into it bigger desire for foreplay not as stuff like that now not everyone I'm sure there's some woman who's like I'm fucking ripped up every day (laughs) but let's say majority anyone who fits into those stereotypes if it's like a woman's not gonna like feel balls and be like I love it right (laughs) I guess a guy knows and I don't know should have no women women can do whatever they want no we've been held back for too long they can do whatever the women can do anything men cannot women should be able to do whatever job they want to do because we've been kept out of everything for so long that I support all testicle doctors Amazing. Any <laughs> urologists, any colonoscopies, any anything. Confirmed. That is a new addition to the hill. Women can be anything. Men cannot. <laughs>
Speaking of this, I have a list of other professions. If you want to tell me if you think it's creepy if men are allowed to be those, a lot of them pertaining to other body parts. Love it. What about men who want to study feet? Podiatry. Creepy? I would say the percentage of men who got into podiatry because they have a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's much smaller because gynecology is like, oh, you have to have a vagina. But like podiatry, like you'll be treating men as well. Like you can't be like it's a female only practice or or if you're into men and you're not into women, you can't be like it's a male only practice. So I think the percentage is much smaller. And I also think like foot fetishes, like the, the amount where it's like your test like testing and helping the foot is a lot it's a small fetish compared to like a dirty foot in your face (laughs) sure but you could argue the same with dirty vagina versus (laughs) but again like going back to the gender thing like okay if you could be a gynecologist and you study vaginas equally amount that you grab some testes and like see what's up with them right then i'd be back on board (laughs) amazing would you allow yourself to have a male doctor of any other kind um, or do you typically choose female for general? I, t- I definitely try to choose women. However, I've had male doctors. Like I just yeah. went and saw an iridologist. I, I choose. It was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. I typically choose women too. Yeah. Try to choose women. yeah. Same with masseuse. I will not go to a male masseuse. Really? Get away from me. No way. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, abso- absolutely not. Even like, again, like I'm sure like some people are like, yeah, who cares? But for me, like don't touch my butt. Amazing. <laughs> Would you get your hair cut by a man? Ooh, I never have. Really? Yeah. But that said, I happen to know, hot brag, I happen to um, kind of know a a, a male <gasps> hairstylist to celebrities. And Is I imagine if he was ever like, I will do your hair, that I would be like, yes, please. Wait, wait. Is it Jonathan Van Ness? It's not. Okay. It's Is not. it Chesdean? It's not. Damn it. I don't know where the other <laughs> male I mean, I, like, he's not like, he's stars. not a celebrity. He just does celebrities. Got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, but also, like, one time I joked with him and I was like, you should cut my bangs. And he was, like, horrified. Because <laughs> I was just joking. I knew that wasn't going to happen. And he right. was like, get away from me. And That's I was like, amazing. you got it. You got it. <laughs> I actually get my hair cut by two bald brothers i'm now realizing as we're having this conversation and i'm like huh they switch off yeah it's just like whoever's available it's right on hyperion again super close Taylor, (laughs) (laughs) and they are the nicest guys in the world look i've had the same haircut since i was like six all they got to do is trim her up they always tell me that i should get layers and i'm like no blunt cut and then they always are like okay ma'am and then they do it and then yeah I just love the irony of being a bald hairstylist I know and brothers no I absolutely would get my hair cut by a man great male Lyft and Uber drivers if there was a thing on that app that was like only women are gonna drive you I would click it because the amount of men who are like are you single who where's your boyfriend what is he like 100% um you know I actually stand behind R. Kelly and I'd like to fight about it on your way to the grocery store (laughs) Amazing. It's just so, so high. <laughs> I actually think there is an app now that is technically supposed to be just for women, but it was like completely hijacked to the point where it was like all women drivers and then like all these men were taking it as like a way of meeting women. Oh, so it like God. failed completely. Yeah, Agreed. And again, you know, it's not, I will just point out with that Uber thing, like I would be choosing it because of the person to person experience. It's not me like making a judgment on like, 
they're better drivers than men. It's like they're all good drivers. Just stop being Just stop assaulting women. It really just comes down to the likeliness of getting assaulted. And we're all just trying to stay safe here. Just trying to stay safe. Um, Okay, here's one that I um, feel very deeply about. Male therapist. I would also never go to a male therapist. Oh, my God. This podcast is making me a monster. uh, Neither would I. I get get my hair cut by bald brothers. I am fine with a male gynecologist, but I am not letting a man near the noggin. The <laughs> yeah, I, I just my female I therapist. Would, the just... only way I would go to a male therapist would be to like, I don't know. Well, and it doesn't feel like it doesn't even feel like a gender thing. It feels like a shared experience thing, which is gender specific oftentimes. And so for me, it was just like when I was looking for a therapist, finding a woman was just yeah. I more cannot important. see me opening up to a male a male therapist the way I like open up to my female no, therapist. As I'm going down the line and saying about all these jobs, I'm like, why don't women run the world? Like I'm literally being like, I would only give women all my business. <laughs> literally same. And yet we're faced with too many men in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, like literally, we're, women aren't out there. We're not making money. After that LA Times article came out that was like, male gynecologists are disappearing. There was clearly a lot of backlash because people were like, what the hell? Where are the articles saying that like in every other profession, especially in the medical world, there's a lack of women. Like there's so many yeah, men and a lack yeah. of women. And there was this great quote by this woman who is such a badass who I now want to be my guy now. She's an OBGYN, Dr. Jennifer Gunter. And she said in response to it, when there hasn't been a male president of the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists for 10 years and all OBGYN textbooks are written by women and no one asks me if I am a nurse or forgets to call me a doctor when they introduce me at a professional function and when women out earn men in OBGYN and have 80% of the leadership positions and when opinion pieces about the dearth of women in surgery and the excess of women in pediatrics fill our newspapers and when men are asked about their procreation plans at interviews I will be concerned that OBGYN has developed a gender diversity problem oh my god taylor i'm back i can I die on the hill now i didn't have the information yes, and i was I just like in my god, i know i was of like course. god bless jennifer this Gunter, is why men shouldn't be gynos so that women can take the fuck over of literally one medical field yeah like there should be a bias towards women in this field because there's a bias against them in every other field in every like, single let's just <laughs> so, take it over <laughs> i can't believe there's a man president of the oh, and I was like, in general, same. In general, <laughs> a man. And I, of, a man for oh, I love her. I know, me too. I was like, oh, what a. I'm that, back here. I'm, I know. I'm here to yeah, die for I you, mean, Jennifer. I was supposed to be playing the counteract to your thing, and I was like, damn, Jennifer, you make a good point. Yeah. Here's what I think specifically gets crazy about this stuff. We have gendered certain things like fashion is for women and it's a very feminine thing and hair and makeup. It's a very feminine thing. Skincare, very feminine thing. Spas, those are all women and all female type things. And we make fun of them like Ugh, women are shopping, like women love fashion, all this stuff. So we've really designated it as this like very femme thing, this very weak, silly thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you go into each of those things, men control them yes. and men are at the top of them. And they're not at the bottom, like sweeping up the hair in numbers sure. <laughs> of, you know, the way women are of like a haircuttery, but like they're at the top, like they own all the shampoo brands. They own the makeup brands, the fashion industry run by men. And so mm-hmm. it's like, how do you throw these things away and be like, oh, those are silly girl things, but also we're still going to control them and we're still going to be the majority. Oh, and that's why so I'm just true. like, look, if you're going to do it one way and be like oh that's for girls and guess what it's for girls girls the money's for girls the business is for girls the promotions are for girls like stay out of here and and also how did you do that and manage to still own all the power not at the bottom just at the top I support that wholeheartedly cheers to that (laughs) I'm dying on this hill with you right now thank you girl in fact 
men quit your jobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Get that's what we're saying the hell out of here <laughs> not even that it's just like let women in let women in and yes, let the inclusion natural process we need inclusion if we just like make it inclusive 100 you know. so when we were talking about this podcast i remember one of the fears was that we were gonna get like hard trolled yeah. because naturally there are plenty of people on the internet who are quick to jump at the quote-unquote idea of reverse sexism yes. and so i looked up some reddit threads to find some fun trolls so we could just share some of those really great opinions here and then nobody needs to contact us with their own yeah, don't contact we us. already have them <laughs> I had a real good one from XX Penis Monkey that says, what about a female urologist handling dick all day is her dream job, right? Or does she help elderly, saggy, bald men too? And dudes with STDs, probs not sex. <laughs> Great Just a really articulate, point. A really articulate point. Is there anything you have to say to um, XX Penis Monkey? Yes. Well, here's what I want to say to that. Women are in the urologist field, and they're a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of it. So I will listen to your phenomenal point that ended in sex. <laughs> the moment there's even half of women urologists, I will then entertain the thought, you're right, that lady just wanted to handle dick, dick, and balls all day. <laughs> but also, women have urinary tracts too, motherfucker. Yep, <laughs> like, like, urologists handle both. Like, it is not gendered. And also, they're not in the field. They don't exist. So, like, it can't be a systemic problem because they're not, they're not in the system. Right. Love that. Here's another fun one okay. from, I do not use a lot of words. <laughs> That's his name? That is his screen name. Wow. Everyone is uneducated on something. We are all dumb. We are not smart, no matter how hard everyone on the internet tries to act like it. These kind of opinions are what gets men side-eyed and denied whenever they try to get into any sort of field that involves helping women or children. Women are considered the nurturers and caretakers of the world. When men try, everyone always thinks that something sexual is going to happen. <laughs> First off, you, what do, you have do to say use to a lot of words. <laughs> I would say use less words and stand by your screen name. And then third, I would just say like, hey man, like how are those like Cartoon Network reruns treating you? Like how's your <laughs> diet of cereal going? Like have you masturbated to the bird outside your window today? Like have a nice day. <laughs> Amazing. Here's another good one from The Lone Wayfarer. Bullshit. Ooh, <laughs> Sounds like a man. I mean, it's what honestly, a hottie. I just there's just like a lot of hot examples of men trolling on the internet. I, um, I honestly pray that all three of them are gynecologists, and at night they're like, I cannot believe I am not being respected in my and, field. And they crawl on to defend themselves. <laughs> I just thought it was important to bring up some of those. So now nobody that Still seems to answer us. all the troll possible questions that we could get today. Yeah. Right. And yes. so I just feel like there's no other need to contact us, to tweet at us. I hope your issues have been addressed. <laughs> That seems great. Do we feel good about yeah, that? Yeah, I feel great about that. Great. Well, so now that we've said farewell to all of our haters and those who support us as well, I think you've done a really great job of dying on your hill today. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you so much for those closing arguments. Thank you. It's safe to say that Chelsea Devantes has successfully died on her hill. We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Chelsea Devantes, who has tragically died on the hill of men should not be gynecologists. <laughs> And I quote, it should not be illegal. They just should not do it. <laughs> Chelsea was a friend to many. And after this podcast, quite possibly an enemy to many too. <laughs> 
She is survived by her own podcast, Noisemakers, that she co-hosts with Ashley Nicole Black. Her stand-up show, New Friends, which is on the hunt for a new venue. Email us back, please, UCB. Her countless television and movie writing and acting projects and a legacy of other goodies you can check out by following her on Twitter at Chelsea Devantes. Thank you so much, Chelsea. May you rest in peace. Thank you for doing this. Thank you.